Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to the Green Party Radio Show. Coming to you live on the Green Party Radio Network. And now here's your host, Larry Ellis. Well, Larry, very way, very, I can't even talk this morning. Very may well be a bastard. He's not with us quite yet. Some technical difficulties in the Tulsa, Oklahoma studios. So I am Don Ellis. If you listen to the show before, you know I'm his brother. I'm the producer and co-host of the Green Party Radio Show. Hopefully Larry will be with us here very shortly. Midweek episode on here on the Green Party Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. If you're listening live, I know most of you listen to the podcast, but you really should listen live if you have the chance. Then you can call and join the show. Tell us when we're right, when we're wrong, when we don't know what the hell we're talking about. 215-383-5796. This number if you want to call and join the show live. And if you're a live listener, you can't make it one day, you can always catch us on several podcast networks. Uh, we're on I- iTunes, the TuneIn app, Spreaker, Stitcher, Player FM, and Pocket Cast. Uh, you can get links to um, right to our pages on those podcast networks. Go to greenpartyradio.com uh, click out the link right at the top of the page. There's a link to uh, our live schedule and uh, links to all the podcast networks. So just glad to have you with us this morning. Um, a little disappointed. Uh, if you listen, you know I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, and they lost to the horrible Minnesota Timberwolves last night. I'm assuming it was the Russians. They probably you know, got to the referees and – that's why we lost. Let's just blame the Russians, okay? It seems to work for the Democrats. Um, so why not? Let's blame the Russians for that loss last night. I do want to touch on the uh, recount today. I guess we can start there. Um, it has pretty much ended now. Um, Pennsylvania, the courts there, threw out the recount. So that was pretty much the end of it there. Wisconsin, they finished their recount. Um as you know, we tried to tell you people from the beginning, didn't really change anything. Um, you know, of course, I mean, it didn't change anything. Let me clarify that. When it comes to the final results, okay, Donald Trump still won Wisconsin. There was never any chance Hillary Clinton was going to win, that they were going to overturn 10,000 votes. You know, it just it wasn't going to happen. But now, of course, we did show that there was lots of, um, what would you say, discrepancies. You know, it showed just how screwed up our system is that they couldn't get the vote tallies right, um, which is pretty sad. I mean, you you know, and people, I don't understand, people just blow it off. You know, oh, well, it was close, you know. Close shouldn't count, okay? I mean, close only counts in horseshoes 
and hand grenades, okay? Counting the votes for the President of the United States, the most powerful man or woman, but of course we didn't get a woman, in the free world, you know, close shouldn't be good enough, you know? I mean, and, and you know, Wisconsin wound up being close, you know, Madison.com, the Wisconsin State Journal, uh, you know, the Madison is the biggest city in Wisconsin. Uh, according to their story, Trump actually gained 131 votes in Wisconsin. A net gain, not just a gain, a net gain. 131 votes, okay? So all of you idiots out there who were crying, oh, the recount, you know, Hillary's going to be president. We can't have that. She's a warmonger and, and all the stuff that was true before the election. And it's still true, of course. But, you know, we tried to tell you nothing was going to change. And if anything, they would find evidence of Democrat cheating. I mean, we all know what they did to Bernie. We know the Democrats cheat, you know. As we touched on Sunday's show, they're they're trying to say, oh, a court can't overturn an election using as their evidence a 1995 case out of Pennsylvania where the Democrats were caught cheating. And the courts named the Republican the winner of the election because there was just so much Democrat cheating going on. But anyway, Wisconsin, Trump wound up with an extra 844 votes. Clinton added 713 to her vote total. So... Yeah, it, 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 when it when it all is said and done, Trump actually added votes in Wisconsin once they recounted. Okay, so people just freaking out over nothing. You know, Donald Trump still won Wisconsin. He's still going to be president. You know, all this stuff about electors changing their votes. It's not going to happen, folks. There may be a few people in the Electoral College change their votes. But Donald Trump is going to be president. He's going to be inaugurated next month, okay? So, you know, all you Clinton haters, don't worry about it, okay? Trump is going to be president. I really don't know what to say. People were just freaking out over this recount. Freaking out that I mean, and, and they were freaking out that it was going to change and make Hillary president. They were complaining about that. Or they were, cha- you know, complaining that, oh, it's not going to change the results, which at least those people knew what was going on, you know. But why would you complain about recounting the votes if it wasn't going to change anything? You weren't worried about that. Don't you care that our electoral system is pure and accurate, you know? I mean, just in Wisconsin, you know, again, Trump, between Trump and Clinton, there were 1,557 votes added just to their totals, okay? That's over 1,500 people who voted for president in the state of Wisconsin who didn't have their vote count. Don't, isn't that important? You know, when you go in there and fill out your ballot, Cast your votes in an election. Don't you want your votes to count? You know, if you don't care that your vote counts, I've said it before and I'll say it again, don't vote. If you don't care that your vote counts, 
that's not important to you, don't vote because you're just wasting everybody else's time. You don't care that your vote is counted anyway. Well, don't make us waste our time counting it then, okay? Really. And it's an un-American thing to say, maybe. Well, I'm sorry. No, that's not an un-American thing to say. It's un-American to not care that the votes were counted accurately. That's what's un-American, okay? Now, Michigan, of course, uh, the courts there finally said, no, we're not going to do a recount. Sorry, folks. Um, not know it. There's not any evidence of fraud, so we're not going to order a recount. The courts put an end to it. But uh, an interesting thing happened. You know, while the recount was going, they did count several precincts. And in 37% of Detroit's precincts, too many votes were counted. In other words, the reported total was higher than the actual number of ballots in the ballot box in 37% of Detroit's precincts. Now, this is according to Wayne County Records prepared at the request of the Detroit News. That's who I'm quoting from this at Detroit News, DetroitNews.com. You can find the article real easy. It's titled Records, Too Many Votes in 37% of Detroit's Precincts. Detailed reports from the office of Wayne County Clerk Kathy Garrett show optical scanners at 248 of the city's 662 precincts. Again, that's 37% tabulated more ballots than the number of votes tallied by workers in the poll books. You know, and uh, actually, the Michigan Secretary of State Ruth Johnson is um, pushing plans for an audit. You know, which they should. I, you know, because the crazy law in Detroit. As in the rest of Michigan, you can't count those. You can't recount those because the numbers didn't match up, which, you know, as we all know, it's just crazy, insane. You know, if the numbers don't match up, you can't recount. Well, the numbers not matching up is exactly the reason you recount. It's, it's, it's just idiotic. You know, overall, State records show 6% of the precincts in the 22 counties that began the recabulation process couldn't be recounted because of state law that bars recounts for unbalanced precincts or ones with broken seals. You know, that means the seals on the ballot boxes were tampered with, broken for whatever reason, and so you can't recount them. And the problems were the worst in Detroit, where discrepancies meant officials couldn't recount votes in 392 precincts. Nearly 60% of the precincts in Detroit couldn't be recounted. Two-thirds of those precincts had too many votes, okay? Which means, yeah, there were more votes reported them actual ballots in the ballot box. This is a quote from Krista 
Haratunian, chairwoman of the Wayne County Board of Canvassers. Quote, always going to be small problems to some degree, but we didn't expect the degree of problem we saw in Detroit. If you didn't know, Detroit is one of the most highly Democrat-leaning cities in the country. Hillary got 95% of the vote in Detroit, okay? And that's where there were so many, so many precincts where there were more votes recorded than what were actually in the ballot box. And, of course, once that happens, it's not eligible for a recount because the numbers don't match up, which is, again, that goes against the whole point of a recount. You know, when the numbers don't match up, that's when you should recount the ballots. You know, it's kind of kind of funny. The Republicans were doing everything they could to block a recount in Michigan. Finally got it finally got it stopped. But now Republican state senators in Michigan are calling for an investigation in Wayne County. There was one precinct in Detroit where a ballot box contained only 50 ballots. And there were 306 ballots listed in the poll book, okay? So in other words, the people counting the ballots reported that 306 people voted in that ballot box. And there were only 50 ballots in there. Uh, 95% of the vote in Detroit went to Hillary. So you tell me who was cheating, okay? I think it's fairly obvious. And as we tried to tell you all along, all you anti-recounters, the recount is just as likely to show Democratic cheating as it was Republican cheating, okay? And if, if that's not just blatant, Evidence of Democrats cheating. I don't know. I don't know what else you need. You know. I mean, how can there be fifty ballots in a box, three hundred and six votes recorded? That's not human error, okay? Human error might miss a vote or two. The ballots. We saw it in Wisconsin, one precinct that I keep telling you about, where. They only reported 50 votes and 52 people actually voted. Two people didn't have their votes counted. Human error is a couple of a couple of votes one way or the other, okay? You can't say it's human error when there were 50 ballots in the box and 306 votes were recorded. In a city that Hillary won, she beat Trump 95% to 3%. In Detroit, okay? See, that's why the Democrats didn't want any part of a recount. They knew. You know, all this stuff about the Republicans cheating was crazy. Like I said, in Wisconsin, they finished the recount, and Trump wound up with more net votes than Clinton. Then in Detroit, a third of the ballot boxes were wrong, and and, and I guarantee you, that that was not the only ballot box in the city 
I mean, it was off by 600%, people. And Hillary got 95% of the vote there. So those extra 256 ballots, those extra 256 votes that they claimed were cast, hey, do the math. If 95% went to Hillary and 3% went to Trump, Again, that's why Democrats wanted no part of a recount. And that's why Jill Stein was pushing for a recount, to try and show that both parties cheat. And they didn't catch the Republicans cheating, not in Wisconsin. Anybody got screwed in Wisconsin? Again, it was Trump. He got screwed by 131 votes. You know, that's 1% of the difference in the vote, because he won Wisconsin by about 10,000 votes. So... You know, obviously something is is horribly wrong with our election systems. And you either care about free and honest elections or you don't. I'm Don Ellis. You're listening to the Green Party Radio Show. Coming to you live here on the Green Party Radio Network. Don't forget tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern is the live show. Chad Cushman. Hosts Real Talk with Chad Cushman. I'm not sure yet what he's going to talk about tomorrow night, but I'm sure it will be good. Chad always brings it. Don't forget Tuesday nights, hashtag Just Saying with Mandy Kinney. She's going to catch you up on Syria. Everything you need to know, the facts, not what the mainstream media is reporting, the facts about Syria, what's going on in Aleppo, what's going on elsewhere. I'm sure she'll touch on how. Um, you know, there were CIA-backed rebels fighting Pentagon-backed rebels in Syria. That's hashtag just saying with Mandy Kinney. Tuesday night at 7 Eastern. We'll be back here um, Saturday morning. I'm uh, sorry, Sunday morning. I'll be here Saturday morning with the Green Progressive at 9 a.m. Eastern. Now I think about it, I may say tomorrow was Monday. I might have my day screwed up. Tomorrow's Thursday. That's when... Real Talk with Chad Cushman will air next. He will air on Monday, too. But, uh, sorry, the next show is on Thursday. I don't know. I've got my days kind of mixed up. It's almost winter vacation. Um, my boy's got two more days of school after today. Then he flies out to Arizona for a week and a half with his mom. So, you know, I'll be free to go party it up, you know. It'll be... You know, prostitutes and cocaine everywhere, you know. It was our old joke on ESPN Radio. I'm too old to even dial a phone for a prostitute, let alone get with one, you know. But it is. It will be kind of nice to sleep in for a week, you know. Getting up at 5 a.m. to get him off to school every day. Gets a little old. It would be nice to just sleep in as late as I want. Except for, of course, you know. Wednesday and Sunday, because I have to get up to the radio show, but that's okay. I don't mind doing this, because it's actually helpful to people. Me getting up at 5 a.m., he he's old enough to get up by himself. I just do it to be nice. You know, he's 13 now. He gets himself off to school. And I got to say, this really has nothing to do with the show, but I'm so proud of him. Uh, in the middle of March, I'll be flying out uh, to Phoenix, First off, the first leg of my journey, pick up my little girl. She's nine. Well, she'll be nine in January. She'll be nine by then. She's still eight now. But then uh going to pick her up. We're going to hop on a plane and head to Portland. 
get off the plane there, rent a car, maybe maybe take the bus. I don't mind Greyhound. It's only a two-hour ride down to Eugene. My oldest boy lives in Eugene, him and his girlfriend, and my little grandbaby should be two on Christmas Day. Going to go see them. Uh, so that's going to be a great trip for me. But I asked him, you know, I said, hey, hey, um, you want to take three days off school? You know, you fly out there with us, you know, go see you see your older brother. And he told me, no, I don't think so. I might miss some important information. And I'm prouder of him. I mean, most kids be jumping up and down with joy at the chance to miss three days of school. That he was worried about what he might miss in school. So I got to say, I'm so proud of him. I don't know where the hell he got it from. If it was me, I'd have been like, Dad, give me the whole week. Come on, you know. But uh, again, I don't. I don't know where he got it from. Maybe I should ask for a DNA test, huh? <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the show. Y'all are probably tired of hearing about my personal life. The recount is over. Um, nothing's going on in Florida. I mean, I Googled Florida recount, and there, there's nothing even being reported on it. I can't find anything. Probably should get a hold of Rocky De La Puente, who was one of, the, one of the people who filed a recount, actually had standing to do it. You know, a bunch of citizens filed court cases, which they really don't have a leg to stand on in Florida. Rocky, at least as a candidate, has a leg to stand on. And uh, I haven't heard back from him. I haven't tried to contact him because I just looked and assumed, you know, some of the newspapers in Florida would be recording what's going on. They're not. So who the hell knows what's going on there? I'll get a hold of Rocky before Saturday and let you know on the Green Progressive what's going on. He can even come on the show if he wants again. He was an awesome guest. So we'll see. But Jill's recounts basically are over. Pennsylvania federal court said uh, no recounts, no evidence of any irregularities. You know, nobody's buying this Russians did it crap, you know. The Democrats are pushing that narrative now, and it's just a joke. Come on. The Russians didn't do it. Trump won. Get over it. You ran a crap candidate, and she got beat, okay? Get over it. Don't quit blaming the Russians, okay? I grew up blaming the Russians. The Cold War, I grew up, you know, in the 70s and the 80s. Stop it already, okay? The Russians didn't do it. Boris and Natasha weren't over here tampering with election machines, spreading fake news just so Clinton wouldn't get elected. You know, it's it's ridiculous. Get over it. It wasn't the Russians. Done with recounts. Again, I hope you were in favor of it. If not, hopefully the results taught you a little something. You know, the Democrats cheat just as much as the Republicans. They both cheat to keep us out. You know, they don't want third parties involved in their system because this way they get to keep all the lobbyist money, you know. The Green Party isn't looking for lobbyist money, so the lobbyists don't want us in either, obviously. Excuse me. You know, the corporations wouldn't be able to run the country if the Green Party were in control, but that's not going to happen. Kasich or Kasich? It's Kasich, right? I always want to call him Kasich because that's what his name looks like. But I signed into law yesterday a 20-week abortion ban, which means it's illegal to get an abortion in Ohio 
once the fetus is 20 weeks old. And um, I don't know, I'm kind of torn on this bill. I mean, personally, I'm anti-abortion. I'm just as strongly pro-choice, though. Yes, it is possible to be both anti-abortion and pro-choice, okay? Because I am. I I hate abortions. I don't think people should get them. It's, it's not my place to say, okay? It's a woman's place to say. So, you know, leave men out of it, I guess, is, is my stance, you know. We don't have to carry babies. If we did, we sure we would all want abortion to be legal. I know I probably would if I, you know, if I was the one having the baby. I would probably want it to be legal. But the problem with this is, you know, this ban is is universal. You know, no matter what, after twenty weeks, even if you know, even if you see, you know, they've. Doctors have shown that the fetus is going to have, you know, what would you say, abnormalities? I mean, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to insult anyone. Birth defects. Let's go with that. I guess. I mean, you know, the baby's going to be horribly disfigured. You know, you you won't be able to get an abortion in Ohio. You'll have to go to another state. You know, which you know this flies against Roe versus Wade. And that's why abortion activists are so pissed off. Roe versus Wade protects a woman's right to have an abortion up until the fetus is viable outside the womb, around 22 to 24 weeks of pregnancy. Which, you know, the problem with that is, you know, with modern medicine, you know, a fetus born at 20 weeks, you know, that, that becomes a baby, you know, sometimes some of those fetuses, if, if, you know, if they were completely healthy otherwise, you know, they might be able to live outside the womb. You know, I, I have a cousin who had both of her babies were only seven months. And I know we're talking a big difference between 20 weeks and 28 weeks, you know. But they're both, you know, fairly normal, you know, as normal as anyone related to me can be, you know, boys now. You know, 100 years ago, you know, at 28 weeks, they probably wouldn't have survived outside the womb. That was modern medicine. I don't know. Can a 20-week-old baby survive outside the womb? Maybe. You know. So, you know, a viable outside the womb is a, a slippery slope, you know. Now, I said according to this story in HuffPost, which, for what it's worth, it's around 22 to 24 weeks to the fetus is viable outside the womb. Once again, Ohio, the new law, 20 weeks. After that, you can't get an abortion. You'll have to go to another state. Now, the good news, Ohio's Republicans, you know, they control the House and the Senate. They passed another bill. Six weeks would have been the ban, okay? Yeah. They threatened doctors with up to a year in jail 
that they performed an abortion after detection of a fetal heartbeat, okay? That's why it was called the heartbeat ban. And and that's just ridiculous uh, because I don't know about the majority, but a hell of a lot of women don't even realize they're pregnant at six weeks, you know? I mean, you know, depending on, you know, exactly the time of conception, you know, if they miss one period, most women don't automatically run out, you know, and get a pregnancy test. Now, maybe all of y'all do. I don't know. I don't think I don't think most women consider it really. You know, if they if they miss one period, if you miss the second period, well, you know, by then it's too late. If I if I have my reproductive science correct, you know that uh, women are fertile right in, in the middle between periods. You know, it's when they're ovulating. You know, by the time you miss that second period, six weeks, it would have been too late. You know, and that's just a ridiculous law. And give Kasich a little credit. He didn't sign that one, you know. He said it would be clearly contrary to the current Supreme Court rulings. Of course, he also added that the 20-week ban is the best, most legally sound and sustainable approach to protecting the sanctity of human life. Which still doesn't make any sense to me, okay? If you're, if you're, if you're pro-life, you know, which is another oxymoron because most of those people are only pro-life until the baby's born. Then it's on its own. Screw it. We don't want food stamps or Medicaid. If the mother's poor, you're just screwed. But if you're if you're truly pro-life, how is six weeks any different than twenty weeks? You know, the pro-life people say, you know, life starts at conception. You know, well, so what's the difference? I don't know. But at least again, it's it's very good news, they didn't sign the six-week abortion ban. That would have been just ridiculous. Basically would have outlawed abortion in Ohio for the vast majority of women. Plus, I'm sure he's smart enough to know it never would have stood up to uh, you know, Roe versus Wade. You know, But how long would that have taken? You know, somebody would have had to challenge it in state court. You know, it would. You know, it would have had to go on all the way, possibly to the Supreme Court, which could take a year or two. During that time, Ohio would basically have banned abortions, and that's again, I'm anti-abortion, me personally. I'm against it, but I'm I'm more strongly probably pro pro choice. It's not my place to tell a woman what to do with her body, and. And really, I'm kind of, I'm kind of personally against, you know, 20 week abortions. You know, but again, you know, I, I've not put myself in that position where, you know, I, you know, luckily all three of my children have been quite healthy. My youngest, you know, my only daughter, she's autistic. You know, we didn't know that before she was born. Wouldn't have stopped it. I wouldn't, you know. If we were known at 20 weeks that she was autistic, I wouldn't have said, no, you know, have an abortion to my wife, my now ex-wife, you know. I mean, she's highly functioning and, you know, but but if I would have known she was going to be born with no hands and no feet, you know, no legs, I mean, a, a really bad birth defect, you know, I probably would have said, yeah, 22, 24 weeks, have an abortion, you know. I mean, not, not for me. 
for the child because you know, that's that's you know a horrible way to have to live your life, you know. And again, I don't mean to offend anyone with 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 birth defects, you know. Anyone, you know, lots of people have lost a limb. There's people with no legs out there, you know. But I'm sure if they had their choice, they'd have their legs, you know. All my friends that are in a wheelchair that are plegics would rather be able to walk. So I don't know. I mean, it's a tough one when it comes to this 20-week span, you know. But at least, you know, at least you'll be able to go to another state. And, again, that's 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 not really fair, you know. If Roe versus Wade says 22 to 24 weeks, you know, and maybe this law will get overturned. Who knows? I mean, it may go all the way to the Supreme Court, but again, that'll take a year or two. It doesn't. You don't just, you know, call up the Supreme Court and say, "Hey, here our case," and they say, "Okay, we'll put you on the docket tomorrow." You know, it's a long process. It takes time, and you know, simply based on the constitutionality, constitution, whether or not it's constitutional. Okay. Having trouble speaking this morning. Whether or not it's constitutional, hey, that's a big a big deal. You know. I don't think this twenty week is gonna hold up. You know, they will finally eventually get to the Supreme Court, I think. We'll see. It's gonna be very, very interesting to see what happens with that. But at least he didn't try to pass the six weeks thing. That would have just been ridiculous, you know. But uh, it's not going to be pretty, folks. There's challenges to this, you know. And abortion rights activists, advocates, are actually more concerned about the 20-week bans than the six-week bans, because the 20-week bans could actually be a vehicle to overturn. Roe versus Wade. See, they know six-week ban, that's never going to hold up. You know. This 20-week ban, though, hey, you know, depending on when it gets to the Supreme Court and what kind of justices we have on the Supreme Court, that's got a chance, you know. I'll read you a quote from uh, Dawn Lagoons, the spokeswoman for Planned Parenthood Action Fund. Said the 20-week ban is "quote unquote" just another shameful attempt by John Kasich to make abortion illegal. So Kasich is on a mission to make abortion illegal in Ohio, and he's intent on using smoke and mirrors and backdoor politics to do it. She said, "He may hope that by vetoing a six-week ban, which would have virtually banned abortion with almost no exceptions, he comes off as a moderate. But Ohio women seek right through this." and reject this extreme agenda. The 20-week ban will force women to travel long distances across state lines in order to access safe legal abortion, a barrier that many women simply cannot afford. And really, that was the end of her quote, by the way. Really, do we want to bring more unwanted babies into the world? I mean, you know, our foster care system is already overloaded, you know, all the pro-lifers out there, I don't see them adopting babies left and right, you know. I mean, it, it just doesn't make any sense 
bringing unwanted children into the world whose mothers either don't want them, can't afford them, whatever the case may be. You know, there's enough problems out there with child abuse from horrible parents. You know, do we really want unwanted babies being brought into the world? That's why I'm pro-choice, okay, even though I'm anti-abortion. I'm pro-choice. I don't want unwanted babies coming into the world, you know. And I certainly don't want it to be law. I don't want a bunch of Republicans telling women they have to have these babies and then, you know, telling them they're screwed once the baby's born. They won't want to give food stamps for the baby if the mother can't afford it. Medical insurance, they're trying to cut that, so, you know. Let's just hope it goes to the Supreme Court and they get rid of this thing, okay? We'll see. I don't know. Another interesting news article I came across this week, preparing for the Green Party Radio show here on the Green Party Radio Network. If you're listening live, you can call me, join the discussion, 215-383-5796. It's the number to call live and join the show. I'll be, well, we've got another 20 minutes to go if you want to call and check me. You know, hey, tell me I'm right, tell me I'm wrong. I don't care either way. I want to remind you, tomorrow night, Thursday edition of Real Talk with Chad Cushman. Saturday, I'm sorry, that's 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night, Real Talk. Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern, I will be back solo with the Green Progressive. And then uh, Sunday, our weekend edition, the Green Party Radio Show, same bat time, same bat channel, 9 a.m. Eastern. Monday, we'll be back for another Real Talk with Chad Cushman at 7 p.m. Eastern. And Tuesday, hashtag just saying with Mandy Kenny, 7 p.m. Eastern here on the Green Party Radio Network. If you can't listen live, be sure to check out the podcast. We're on several podcast networks now. iTunes, we're on the TuneIn app, we're on Spreaker, uh, we're on Stitcher, Player FM, and Pocket Cast. And if you can, if you're a podcast listener, you have access to Spreaker, okay? I don't really care which podcast you listen to for the most part because to me they're all the same. I mean, you're getting the same show. You know, whatever you have is is beautiful. As long as you're listening, we're happy. But if it's possible, please go to Spreaker and listen, okay? Follow us on the Spreaker page. Because once we get 100 followers on Spreaker, fly to be on iHeartRadio. And that would be a big, huge step for us, okay? Big, huge step for the network. If you support what we're doing, you know, we don't ask you for money. We pay for this out of our own pockets. You know, we're not great palaced. Send me money, you know, so I can investigate election fraud and then be inaccurate with half my facts. No, we don't ask for your money, you know. Just listen, and we're happy, okay? But we do ask, if you can, follow us on Spreaker, okay? Like I said, we'd love to get on iHeartRadio. More listeners, hopefully we can start making enough money to at least pay the $40 a month it costs us to do these shows, okay? It's not a lot of money. You know, there's four of us. But still, it would be nice 
you know, to have enough advertising revenue to cover the cost of the shows. So please, if you can, listen on Spreaker if you're going to be a podcast listener. If not, hey, whatever you listen, it's great. Just listen, okay? Keep listening. Call you and you can when you're listening live. Help the Green Party Radio Network grow, okay? The, uh, you know, the mainstream media is trying to declare any alternative media source to be fake news. Hey, if you're listening, you know we're not fake, okay? We're not out to get fake news, okay, propaganda. That's, you know, for the mainstream media to do. The government is the one disseminating most of the propaganda in this country. Support your alternative media, whether it's us, whatever your favorite alternative media site is, support it, okay? Don't let the government drive us underground, okay? Let's not make this like communist Cuba where you have to, you know, hide in the shadows and lurk in the dark to give actual news that the mainstream media won't give you, okay? Like my next story, Americans, okay? Because this happened in Europe. But it's kind of a big deal. I mean, because, you know, European nations are our allies. The European Union is kind of modeled on the United States, everybody working together, you know, because a lot of European countries are smaller than California and Texas, you know, mostly California. California is the biggest state we have by far. You know, a lot of European countries, that's why they started the European Union, you know. And a European court just decided, the story from the Independent over in the, the United Kingdom, time taken to travel to work, quote-unquote, should count as work. Now, this is for mobile workers, okay? Mobile workers without a fixed office should be able to charge employers for their first and last journeys of the day, okay? Let's say, you know, you're an electrician a gas fitter, you know, a, a care worker that goes, you know, like a, a home nurse that goes from house to house throughout your day, you know. You don't have a fixed office. You're a sales rep, you know. If you ever go to the doctor, you see the sales reps coming in all the time, you know. Or if you're, you know, your local Pepsi guy, you know, travels from store to store getting the Pepsi order. This court ruling from the European Court of Justice says that they should be able to charge for their first and last journey of the day. You know, basically, you know, if they don't have a fixed office where they're working at, okay, the European Court of Justice said it was protecting the quote-unquote health and safety of workers according to the European Union's Working Time Directive. Now, this ruling revolves around a legal case in Spain involving Tyco, that's a toy company, that's a security systems company, okay, Excuse me. The ruling said the fact that the workers begin and finish the journeys at their homes stems directly from the decision of their employer to abolish the regional offices and not from the desire of the workers themselves. Yeah, I mean, that's only, you know, common sense, you know. You would rather, you know, like I said, if you work in one of these industries, you know, if you're an electrician, if you're a caregiver, whatever, you would rather go to an office, punch in there, 
and head to your first job. So what this is saying is since you're not allowed to do that, you know, there's no regional office for you to go to. Hey, your 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 pay your time starts from when you leave your house and head to your first destination. Uh, finish reading from the ruling requiring them, the employers, employees, I'm sorry, to bear the burden of their employer's choice would be contrary to the objective of protecting the safety and health of workers pursued by the directive, which includes the necessity of guaranteeing workers a minimum rest period. You know, now think about this. If if you're, like I said, an electrician, a a, a carpenter, a, a construction worker, you know, let's head straight to the construction site, or if you're a caregiver, if you leave home, go to work, and you're injured on your commute, your employ your employer is in the clear. You know, they don't have to pay for your health care. You know, they don't have to pay for any hospital care you have. They don't have to pay. If you wind up missing a couple of weeks of work because of this, and it's it's not fair, you know, just because you don't have an employee an employer office to report to, it doesn't mean you should be traveling an hour or whatever it is, you know, at your own risk. So this is a very important ruling, I think, because. You know, this is you know, it doesn't directly affect us yet, of course. Here in America, thank God we're you know, even though it would be good in this case, thank God we're not subject to, you know, court rulings from the European Union. I don't think anybody wants that. But it does set a nice precedent, you know, something for unions here which are dying out, yes, you know. Something for you know, employer employee groups to shoot for here. It's it's an added benefit to workers. And we should be doing everything we can to benefit workers. You know? The problem is, you know, the me, me, me society we live in here in America, you know, people who have a fixed office they go to work a nine to five job in a in a big high rise or whatever, you know, if they go to just one spot to work for the day where the employer is located, they're not going to back this because they don't care. You know, people, people are just so, so selfish and into the moment, you know, they don't care. You know, they don't, they don't think into the future. You know, well, what if, you know, what if my employer shuts down their office? You know, and I had to start commuting straight to my first work site. Well, then they would care, wouldn't they? Of course. Into the future. They don't, you know. When this country was great, at its greatest, in the 50s. And I'm not talking, you know, socially, okay? Because, you know, the Civil Rights Movement wouldn't have taken place if blacks had it great in the 50s. You know, they didn't, okay? Don't get me wrong. Women didn't have it great in the 50s, okay? When I say great, I mean economically. You know, because unions were their strongest in the 50s. Union membership in this country was at its highest in the 50s. People cared about their fellow worker, you know? I worked in a union, and, you know, you hear some people complain. 
you know. This guy doesn't work hard, you know, and he doesn't have to because he's protected by the union. Just not true. I mean, you can still lose your job in a union shop if you're not doing your job, you know. Yes, unions do protect everyone equally, you know. If you're the hardest worker at your job, you still should be pro-union. You still should want somebody to protect your rights, too. But in this country, people don't care right now. They, they care about themselves. They look in the moment. Well, I, I, you know, I don't travel to an off-site location for my job. Why should I care? You know, this is something we should be pushing for. You know, I've worked construction in the past, you know, and we didn't we didn't go to work. You know, we didn't go to the office and then say, "Hey, are you going to go here to work today?" You know, we showed up right at the work site. You know, and if something would have happened to us on the way, you know, it would have been up to us. We had to take care of our own medical bills. You know? If we missed any time off of work, it would have been, you know. Coming out of our pockets because we wouldn't draw on workers' comp. So this is a major important ruling for right now in Europe. Let's hope we can start pushing for something like that in this country, okay? For all the people whose employers have decided for their benefit, you know, to close the office, you know, you don't report to the office. You just go straight to the job site. That doesn't help employees. It helps employers, okay? They're saving all that money not running an office and just sending people straight to the job site at their own peril. So we'll see. I don't know. Got about eight minutes left here on the Green Party Radio Show. I'm coming to you live on the Green Party Radio Network. Don't forget tomorrow night, Real Talk with Chad Cushman, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. I'll be back with the Green Progressive. It's a little different than the Green Party radio show. I just cover all kinds of progressive issues, not necessarily green issues, but progressive issues in this country and around the world. I, I do try to touch on the rest of the world from time to time if I can. Uh, Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern. Hopefully Larry will be able to join us. Again, we had some problems with uh, the Tulsa, Oklahoma studio this morning. He couldn't be with us. He should be back Sunday for the Green Party radio show. Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, Real Talk with Chad Cushman. And then Tuesday, if you want to know What's going on in Syria? What's really going on? You know, not just what you'll see on CNN or NBC Nightly News. The real story. Hashtag just saying with Mandy Kenny. She's going to devote the hour to Syria. Okay, that's Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Here on the Green Party Radio Network. I, I never really thought about this because... Uh, and it's my fault because I was brought on here to be the producer. We don't generally, you know, we try to let you know when the other shows are on, but 
we don't push the Facebook page and the Facebook group enough. Or the website, greenpartyradio.com. Go there. I try to give you news, you know, with Green Party or Jill Stein campaign while while the campaign's still going on. They have a press release. I try to get it out to you. You know, I write articles there uh, concerning the issues of the day. GreenPartyRadio.com. You go there. Uh, there's a link. A little, uh, one of those little Facebook boxes. I know you've all seen them. Link you to our Facebook page, Green Party Radio USA. And we also have a Facebook group uh, that's expanding fairly quickly. We're not doing too bad. It's a real new group where you can go and discuss Green Party issues. Uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash Green Party Radio. If you want to go check that out, go join the group. We'll approve you right away. We approve everyone, okay? If we find out you're an a-hole, you know, if we find out you're there spreading Clinton or Trump propaganda, yeah, we're going to ban you, okay? If you want to have an actual honest discussion, that's different. We'll be more than glad to have you join the group. Facebook.com slash groups slash Green Party Radio. I've only got five minutes left. I think I want to recap what I talked about today. In case you missed uh, earlier in the show, um, you know, the I just touched on the European Court of Justice ruling saying that employers need to pay for people who uh, commute to an on-site work location instead of an office. Um, Ohio Governor John Kasich signed the 20-week abortion ban in Ohio, which has abortion activists all up in arms uh, because it's kind of close to uh, Roe versus Wade, which says abortion is legal up until the fetus is viable outside the womb, which is 22 to 24 weeks. Um, this ban is 20 weeks. After 20 weeks, you can't get an abortion. Now, he didn't sign the uh, heartbeat bill, you know, the ridiculous one that said after a heartbeat is detected, a doctor can get a year in jail for performing an abortion. He did not sign that. He vetoed it. Thank God. That would have been just ridiculous and basically a complete ban on abortion in Ohio. Um, The Wisconsin recount is finished. Trump actually gained votes. We tried to tell you people that were freaking out recount would not overturn the election, that Trump would still win Wisconsin, and actually we'll just look like fools now that we're worried about Hillary winning. Oh, is she going to be president? We can't do a recount. No. Trump gained votes, 131 net in Wisconsin. And in Detroit, in Wayne County, where Hillary Clinton won 95% of the vote in Detroit, they had a lot of problems with the ballot boxes. They can't recount because there were more votes reported than what was actually in the ballot box. One precinct in Detroit, the workers reported 306 votes when there were 50 ballots in the box, okay? Again, you know, Democrats cheat just like the Republicans. This proves that beyond any reasonable shadow of a doubt so, again, you anti-recount people, I don't understand it. Nobody was helping to work the Democrats, you know, if anything, 
we were trying to show their fraud as well. That's why they didn't ask for recounts. It shows that their people cheat just as much as the Republicans. So I hope you all feel really stupid right about now if you are against the recount. I want to touch on one more thing real quick, though, before I have to go. I only have two minutes left. Um, you know, the recount is effectively over now. Jill Stein is deciding what to do with the leftover money, if there is any leftover, okay? Um, this was updated yesterday at uh, about noon. As of that moment, Jill had raised $7.33 million for the recount from more than 161,000 donors, okay? Now, the campaign's latest estimate of cost, this is from CBS News, by the way, said it would be $7.4 million, okay? Now, campaign did know that some costs, such as compliance costs and legal fees for ongoing litigation, could be reduced from their estimates. And in, in addition, um, Jill also expects to get some of the filing fee back from Michigan because recount wasn't completed, okay? So, what she's going to do, she's going to reach out to each of the 161 donors and ask them to vote on which, quote-unquote, nonpartisan election reform and voting rights organizations will receive the leftover money, okay? Because, you know, all you idiots out there that were saying, oh, Jill's just trying to make money. No, she can't. That money has to go for recount efforts. So she's gonna, basically going to poll all the people who contributed and see where they think the money should go, which is a good idea. You know, it's a good way to stay in touch also with the people who contributed money. So, um, again, this whole recount thing was just a win-win for Jill and the Green Party. I will never why anyone didn't support it 100%. But whatever, people will be people. 30 seconds left. I'm Larry couldn't be with you today radio show. We'll be back Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, with another live edition of the Green Party Radio Show. Again, thanks for listening. Hope you can listen live. If not, if you're on the podcast, try to listen to Spreaker, okay? Follow us on Spreaker. That'll get us on iTunes. I'm Don Ellis. Have a great Wednesday, everyone. <laughs>